This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Hey listeners, this is a short bonus episode. I'm launching an online course in 2024, the Happiness Project Revisited course, and each month as part of it, participants will get audio exclusives. I wanted to give Happier listeners a little bonus preview of this material because Elizabeth and I had such a fun conversation. If you'd like information about how to sign up for the course, go to the show notes for this episode or go to happiercast.com slash THP Revisited. Happy listening! Welcome to the Happiness Project Revisited! You are listening to the first in a series of conversations that are part of a one-time, one-year opportunity where I'm revisiting my previous happiness project and my book, The Happiness Project, that came out 15 years ago. I'm so excited to be redoing this happiness project 15 years later with the same format and same themes to see how it relates and fits into my life today in 2024 and to remind myself of some of the lessons I learned from my experience. Each month, I'll be talking with my sister Elizabeth, who is also co-host of the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast, to explore those themes. To kick off the month of January and the year of 2024, this first conversation will be more like an overview, and then we'll get into some more specific exercises for January. So Gretchen, how did you get the idea to do a happiness project in the first place? I got the idea in a very inconspicuous moment of my life. I was stuck on a city bus in the pouring rain, so I had one of those rare opportunities for reflection that we often don't get in the busyness of our everyday schedules. I thought to myself, what do I want from life anyway? And I thought, I want to be happy. But I realized I didn't spend any time thinking about whether I was happy or if I could be happier or if it was even possible to make yourself happy. I thought, I should have a happiness project. So I ran to the library. I got a giant stack of books to figure out 
everything I could about happiness. I mean, I was looking at contemporary science, ancient philosophy, books, memoirs, and immediately started uh, researching and writing. And I got so many ideas for things that I wanted to try and that I wanted to learn about that then I thought, wow, well, maybe this should become my next book. And that became the book, The Happiness Project. It's hard to believe that that was 15 years ago. So much in my life has changed. I've learned so much more about happiness, and I am so excited to revisit those themes, to revisit that format, and to just go deeper and deeper and deeper into this just endlessly fascinating subject of happiness. Yes. So doing a happiness project sounds exciting, but for a lot of people, myself included, um, it also sounds intimidating. How did you think about setting it up and then following through with it? Exactly. And, and, and that's part of what I had to figure out. And so a happiness project is an approach, and it's a way to change your life without changing your life. You don't have to do something huge and dramatic. You can find the changes that you want to make within the boundaries of the ordinary day. You know, I think for most people, that's more realistic. It was certainly realistic for me. So there are three main stages. And first is the preparation. And that's when we're asking ourselves, what, what brings us joy, satisfaction, engagement, fun? What do we want more of? And then also, what do you want less of? We want less anger, boredom, remorse, guilt. So what do you want more of? What do you want less of? Then, second, you move to setting resolutions. And this is about making concrete resolutions that will help you make the change that is, that's going to boost your happiness. And this is funny, right? Because I think a lot of times we have abstract ideas like, I want to get more joy out of life, or even something like, I want to eat healthier, or I want to exercise more. But the secret to a resolution, and I figured this out, is that it has to be something very concrete where you really know at the end of the day, did I do it or did I not do it? It has to be that mm. concrete. And then it's the challenge of keeping resolutions. And that's easier said than done. It's challenging. But then it's also exciting because it's the keeping resolutions that gives us the benefits. But Elizabeth, I am really excited because I am going to do a happiness project myself this year. And you know me, I am always experimenting with new yes. habits and resolutions and exercises and adventures, but I haven't done an official happiness project since the happiness project in Happier at Home. And it's such a satisfying format. And I have so many ideas for things that I want to do that I'm like, I'm going to do it in 2024 too. I'm going to do my own resolutions, my own themes. It is so much fun to think about revisiting the Happiness Project myself. So 15 years later, are you revisiting the same topics that you chose in the original Happiness Project? I'm pretty much because the ones that I picked were were, were the <laughs> ones that really mattered. So I'm moving things around a little bit, but it's it's essentially the same themes. And as you were planning your happiness project originally, you figured out various exercises that helped you think about what areas in your life you wanted to work on, like we were discussing, and how yeah. you would approach your aims. And these exercises are very creative and fun to do, as well as really helpful in pursuing a happiness project. Yeah, I figured out along the way, kind of by trial and error, I figured out a lot of mini exercises to help get clarity and to help myself keep on track. So one is a resolutions chart. And this is where you may have a chart, you have your aim, your resolution at the top, and then you can just check off every day for a lot of people. You know, we manage what we monitor 
And uh, many people benefit from Don't Break the Chain. So resolution chart is a way to keep track of how consistently we're keeping resolution. And also just to keep it top of mind. Because, Elizabeth, you and I know you can make a resolution and then forget about it. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. Another is personal commandments. Now, this is a very creative, very thought-provoking exercise. And I came up with 12, but that was just because that's how many I happen to have. And people have 10. People might have six. And this is the big overarching themes about the way you want to live your life, like the umbrella principles. So this isn't something like make my bed every day. This is something like be polite and be fair. Or my first one is be Gretchen. And this takes time to really articulate this for yourself because it really means getting in touch with your values. Then like there'll be ones where you're like, well, those two things are really the same. So this is mm. something that it, you have to ponder over the long term, but it's it's really satisfying. And then another thing, and I mean, I talk about these all the time and I don't know that everybody <laughs> enjoys this as much as I do, but I have this exercise called Secrets of Adulthood where I keep track of the secrets of adulthood, the lessons we learn the hard way. And some of them are as simple as Soap and water removes most stains or turning something on and off often fixes a glitch. And then some are very deep and took me a long time to understand, like, I want to accept myself and also expect more from myself. Or love is unconditional and love is demanding. Those are secrets of adulthood. And and keeping track of those helps me keep track of my own hard-won wisdom. I guess. So that's something that's not everybody's idea of fun, but for me, that kind of exercise is really fun. Gretch, if people want to see these um, that you've done, can they find them on your website? Yeah, yeah. I have a link to that for Secrets of Adulthood. I earned the hard way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So the course's theme for January, as you mentioned, is self-knowledge. Why is that the subject of the first month? Why do we need to start with self-knowledge? Okay, This is the thing, is that we have to start with self-knowledge. And this is the step that I think so many people who study happiness skip. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely, when I started my happiness project all those years ago, I really thought, well, I will find the best way. I'll do the research Mm -hmm. and I'll figure out the right way. And then I'll do it and I'll tell everybody else what I found and it will work for everyone. But what I realized is that all of us are different. Your happiness project, Elizabeth, is very different from my happiness project because you're a different person. You have different strengths, different weaknesses, different values, different interests, different challenges. And so for each of us, we have to really start by thinking, well, what is true for me? What is it that I want? What is it that I need? And if you don't do the self-knowledge, you're not setting yourself up for success because You might not be pursuing the aims that are really right for you or doing it in the way that's right for you. And so starting with self-knowledge really makes sure that the happiness project is really your happiness project, not just someone else's happiness project. Yeah, and it's it's going to work best if you know yourself better and you're honest with yourself about yes. who you are because yes. that's always the best practice. Yeah. Well, and that honesty is tricky. Like sometimes it's hard to look in the mirror. So that's one of the things that we try to do is to help everybody understand themselves better. So Gretchen, where should people go if they want to learn more about the course and sign up? Yes, if you're interested, go to happiercast.com/thp Revisited. So that's for the happiness project. Revisited, THP revisited. 
And if you sign up in the month of December, you can get 30% off. Uh, you will see the promo code when you go to the website, happiercast.com slash THP Revisited. Hey, listeners, what'd you think? This is just a small snippet of what participants will be getting in January as we kick off the Happiness Project Revisited. If you're interested, please join us. You can go to happiercast.com slash THP Revisited. And if you sign up in the month of December, you can get 30% off. You'll see the promo code when you get to the website. That's it for now. Onward and upward. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.